Hoody ho! Okay, guys, we are back with episode 16. I'm gonna wet my beak with my brisk tea. Ooh, do I want that to be a sponsor? Anywho, this episode was a requested episode by a few people. Um, there's been a few that have been requested, and I will be doing those as well. But as of right now, we are going to do, well, I don't know why everyone's so curious, but the dating life. Oh, so good. And, you know, how being disabled or visually impaired or whatever um, impedes that. So, um, so yeah, guys, um, you know, I had to make sure this was 16 because I, I, you know, I did do a pre-recorded episode before this, which was kind of just like a side episode, but I, I liked it. Um, and I will get back to doing interviews and so on, but for now, you're stuck with me today. So dating. Um, one of the things I wanted to start off by saying is, and maybe I should do this at the end, but, eh, screw it. Um, do I think that being visually impaired, if I, if I had sight, let's say, full sight, would my dating life have been different? Um... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure there's some parts of it, no. Um, you know, some of it's based on looks and some of it's other things. But, you know, would I have a lot more confidence and, and all that? You know, sure. I mean, there's more opportunities that I can uh, take advantage of, like driving. Driving is one of the worst things um, when it comes to someone with a visual impairment because, you know, people are shallow as it is. A lot of people aren't going to give you the time of day anyway. But then you throw on the top on the fact that you can't drive and, you know, as of, you know, except for the last five, you know, six years where I'm now living on my own and got my own place and all that, you know, you live at home. Yeah, you could sneak them around and all that when your mom and all that and grandma or whatever is not home. That's fine. But, you know, it's not something you want to do. Um, and I'm not the greatest liar. So I don't know. That's why you really don't enjoy doing it I don't do it I only do it very little and it's only the people I don't know or don't like or just end a conversation or whatever you got my point um but yeah so you know being visually impaired you know there was a lot of other girls that I was really into that just didn't pan out because of um I mean honestly like my first couple of relationships seemed to be other than my first Maybe two. The rest, of the, you know, the next two were like these relationships. Like even you had like you know I talked about Lori, long distance. She lived in Ohio. Even though I don't think we could call it officially dating or anything like that, but we you know there was flirtation and we talked and we were really into each other. We both said we loved each other and all that. But at one, at some point I pulled back and said, okay, enough of this. We're just good at being friends because we're both have a disability and we're never going to be able to see each other, especially because of how sick she really was, unfortunately. Um, and then, you know, there was a girl named Roxy. She was this chick from New York and, you know, she didn't drive, but we had, but she was going to school and, you know, she was doing stuff with her life. Um, and we kept making up all these plans and, and all that, and we're going to be, be together and all this shit. And of course it didn't work. Um, and unfortunately I lost touch with her. She, she was, um, yeah, did I say her name was Roxy? Her name was Bree. I, I, I hope I didn't say Roxy. Um, anyway, um, yeah, that's how bad it is when you start mixing people up. But no, this was a long time ago. Her, she 
really she was a nice girl I'm, it sucks that i lost touch with her and we didn't lose touch because of any malice and tan or anything like that she just kind of you know we both kind of went our separate ways and she changed numbers and never gave me a new one and you know maybe someday we'll bump into each other on the social media um but otherwise you know i still hope the best for her um, but yeah I mean, we talked every day all the time just couldn't see each other in person um, and this was like a little before FaceTime and all that. So, the, you know, I don't, I don't think I was very techno, uh, technological when it comes to, you know, Skype and all that. I'm sure that was around probably in its infancy, but it was there. Um, so, yeah. So a few relationships were just kind of that. Um, but my first ever real physical relationship, um, and I talked a little about it on the Dunya episode, but... You know, she she was a nice girl. Um, we were both super immature. Uh, I was 15, she was 18, but I turned 16 within the relationship. It lasted about a year. Um, there was a lot of turmoil with her family. They didn't like me very much. There's a few people that did, of course. Um, but, you know, like the main ones, like her mom and dad and stuff. They, they didn't like me. And it wasn't, and she was, as I should say, she was Puerto Rican. Um, and it wasn't that they didn't like me because I was white. They just didn't think anybody was good enough for their daughter. And that's kind of like a typical uh, mom and dad thing. So, I mean, you get that. But they were just a little more malicious and ignorant about it. But again, it is what it is. I mean, her, her dad threatened to fight me and all that, which I was so willing, by the way. Um, but no, she, you know, again, nice person. Um, but there was a lot of problems within that relationship I mean like I said it lasted a year but um you know there were times where her dad tried to kill himself and he you know threw himself down the steps he was taking pills and you know he he said some ignorant things to my sister about how my mom doesn't love her because she didn't want to pick her up and and I'm not saying this to put this girl down I'm saying this simply because it, it goes from how my dating experience started um so you know, it didn't start, I mean, again, I was madly in love. Don't get me wrong. Um, I would say she made more of an effort when it comes to transportation-wise. Um, I, I spent a way, way more money. Uh, but I think I, I, there was some resentment towards her for after, towards the end, where I didn't treat her very well. Um, no, I didn't cheat on her. No, I didn't physically hit her or anything like that. I do remember one occasion where we were going to Blockbuster. Yeah, I know, this reference is already old. Um, where, and, and she was also visually impaired, and I forgot, I didn't forget, but I also didn't think about it, I was just so annoyed with her at the time, and we were taking them back, and I'm pretty sure they were VHS, but they may have been DVD, I, I think they were, I'm, uh, something tells me they were VHS, so even heftier, and she said, what movie are you taking back, and I said, here, and I tossed it at her, and I didn't throw it at her, but the fact that she can't see it hit her right in the head, and she dropped it, and it was a very awkward walk to Blockbuster. Um, but I was very apologetic and sorry for that, because that was, that was wrong with me. Um, but, I mean, I think overall I was a pretty good boyfriend. I just got so much shit for so long and dealt with her family, and just, you know, there was a little kind of cheating on certain things. So there was stuff that I put up with, and I was also young and immature like a mother. Oh, was I so immature. Um... Because when she broke, when she because when she broke up with me, you know we all have these moments where we want to go back in time, and it's like, 
I want to beat the hell out of my former self. We all have at least one moment in our lives. Maybe it's currently. Uh, right now, I don't feel that way, but I'm sure I'll, I'll change that at some point. But the worst I've ever been where I just couldn't stand myself, like every time I look back at it and I think about it, is when her and I broke up. So, you know, I got super emotional. And yeah, I cried all the time. I didn't want to sleep alone, so I just wanted to stay with my mom in her bed. And, um, you know, I just, I was such a little dweeb or whatever you're like. You know, I was just such a little pussy whipped guy. Um, I did let her walk all over me for a good while. And then when I started to fight back, I pushed her away. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like, it should have ended, but it probably should have ended sooner. But I didn't have any balls to do it. Um, and I would call her and I'm like, I'm going to cut myself. And like, I was just telling her like the things that I legitimately think about now and uh, not that I would ever cut myself, but as far as killing myself and you know, the stuff that I actually legitimately think about now, I was saying then, even though I didn't think it or mean it, uh, maybe I wanted to die, but it was just cause I was just young, stupid love. Um, but I mean, like I said, it, it is what it is. Like, you know, she's a nice girl. I hope the best for her. I really do. I'm not saying that just because once in a while I think she listens or whatever. I, it, it's okay. Um, she's, you know, she's a good person and, you know, she's got a lot on her plate. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was a rough start, I guess. I mean, it was a good start, good experience, but it also kind of set me up for failure because it kind of happened out of nowhere. You know, she was circumstances kind of played out she we went her me and her went to school early on but she was kind of a couple grades ahead of me obviously being 18 I'm you know 15 turned 16 in the relationship um and she her brother was in my eighth grade graduation uh class and so she came to see him and you know we caught up and exchanged numbers and I was just like so happy like oh my god a girl's talking to me oh my god girls oh girls girls um so you know it's setting me up for failure because the next three years of high school sophomore through senior year I didn't date anybody didn't go on any proms um no one gave a shit and you know there's plenty of parts of your life where you go like oh you know you're gonna have to earn this and you know this and as far as like especially with work and all um or you know most facets of life you're like yeah I'm gonna have to push and try and and you know I didn't realize how hard the dating life was going to be for me. Like I said, that one kind of came naturally and it came pretty easy. And then <clears throat> when it comes to like all of high school passed by and no relationships, no one gave a shit about me, no one wanted me. There was one girl kind of had a crush, but she was too young and so on. But <clears throat> in general, you know, so I was like, I felt so just yuck, ugly and, and all and you know, I get through college, it's kind of the same, you know, I start start college, and same thing, I'm just kind of, like, staying to myself, you know, front row, left-hand corner, because it's like a misnomer that, like, you're always, you're never going to get called on if you sit in the back, that's kind of the bullshit behind that, because it's really not true, you're probably less likely to be called in the front, now, maybe not if you're, like, right in front of the teacher, but I was, like, left-hand corner, because my left side is, like, my blind side, and my right side is my good side, so I'd like to have the wall on my left side and then everybody behind me and on my right side so I can just kind of 
hide and bury myself because so I can kind of see everybody. Um, but yeah, same thing. And I felt so lonely and depressed. And um, I mean, that's why college didn't last that long. It only lasted a year because I was. <clears throat> it wasn't just that I was burnt out and, and doing more work because I went straight from high school right into college. It also was because I, um, you know, was just lonely and I was just tired of the same. Like it was the same life except I now I had no friends because all my friends didn't go to the same school as me. Um, and, and so, I don't I, I wish I remembered the first night, but I just remember, you know, like when the dating, or when the uh, app stores started coming, like when Apple put out their app store, and then just, it started getting all this, all these games and all that, and it had a little buzz to it, and then I'm like, all right, so I, I don't know what made me look it up, or maybe I stumbled upon one, but I downloaded a dating app, and I just wouldn't message I would I remember messaging somebody and getting this giddy like, oh my god, I don't know. Because I was even like that's how shy I was um to even message someone. Um so that I, even if I got responses, uh it would be like, holy shit. Um I mean I think I found one pretty early on. And you know, we went out for a little while, she was batshit crazy. She was crazy. Like, she's a girl. That, some people know this story where uh, I was over, or she was over at my house, and she started bawling her eyes out just randomly. She was spending the night. She bawled her eyes out randomly. And I said, what's wrong? Because it was out of nowhere. We were about to watch a movie. And she went, oh, no, my fish died. Now, I'm attached to animals. I get it. But I also knew this chick didn't have fish. And so I said, what fish? I've been to your house. Like she had a couple of cats and a couple of dogs. I don't know. Maybe it was a hamster. But there wasn't no fish. I knew that for sure. And uh, she said her Facebook fish. And I said, huh? And... So at the time, I don't think they still have as maybe they do. I don't know because they have had so many app or so many games and little side things on Facebook. But they had this kind of virtual fish tank you have. You got to feed them. You get coins and you get to like add things to your fish tank or houses and shit. And so she, I guess, I guess if you go twenty four hours or whatever without feeding them, like they die. I, I don't know how that works, but she didn't feed them and she lost. Like if it was just like a little sniffle here and there or whatever, yeah, whatever. But she was pushing my sarcasm because I really wanted to just completely roast her. But my, you know, of course, guys' weaknesses when a girl's crying because your, your defenses go down. And you're like, shit. So, you know, and I was super friendly and whatever. Not as, you know, not as grumpy as I am now. Um, but, yeah, so she, she started crying about that and she just... She was a nice person, but she was more, she was a lot nicer to look at than she was as a person. Um, and so when it came to, oh, one of the things I wanted to mention about the first relationship. So this is my theory. A lot of people tend to agree with me. Not to get too personal, but I mean, hey, it's kind of hard to say that because I kind of say everything. But when it comes to sex, for a man. And ladies, you, you can come up with your own theories. This is specifically just for males. Yeah. 
I'm a big believer of men should lose their virginity as soon as possible. Why, you ask? Well, guys are super immature. It is true that guys, you know, mature slower than women. And in order, you know, sex is a huge way of maturing us. Even though we're very immature about it early on, it is something, and it matures women too, absolutely. But like, if you've ever met like a uh, you know guy in his twenties or his thirties who is still a virgin, they are super immature. And if they ever get a relationship where a girl starts either to sleep with them or giving them some sort of attention, they are clingy and just gross. You know, I'm sorry if you're out there. And again, it's, it, it comes harder. Like if you can't, if you don't have the opportunity, you don't have the opportunity, and life's hard. I get it. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying. If you're one of those people that says, I got to wait until I get married. and If you're a guy, it's a terrible idea. My, my opinion. Criticize me later. It's just my opinion. Um, so I lost in Virginia when I was 16. And it was the best thing that could have happened to me because I understood it more and understood what it means. And I didn't have the ability of just... Because I was super clingy, like I said, and emotional and all that. But I was 16, so I had the excuse. If you're 25 like that, it's eesh. Um, so yeah, just 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 my thought. Um, but yeah, back to this other crazy chick. Uh, one of so many. Uh, I'm only gonna tell you some stories, maybe like 10. I'm not gonna tell you all a bunch of them. And no, I'm not bragging. It's you know some of the stuff isn't all fun. Sunshine and rainbows. But um, you know, I remember when she she called me. Or maybe it was a text, I don't know. Yeah, it was, I think she called me. She said, I just want to let you know that you're coming to my house for my birthday. You know, just be on guard that my dad is probably going to judge you and try to make fun of you. Oh, isn't that just fucking wonderful? You know, apparently, you know, because of my eyes. He was really one of these shallow, judgmental people. And anything a little different from him, he would just, you know, completely try to lambast it or whatever. Um, but I actually kind of won him over in the end somehow. Um, but I was super nervous. One, because it was my second relationship and I was just, anything new was like, oh my God. Um, but yeah. And and so how it ended, well, again, I got him to drive, I should say, I got him to drive me home and her mom loved me. She was a great person. But so I, I got a call from her mom saying, hey, uh. Ah, fuck it, her name's Megan. I'm not gonna say her last name. I don't even remember it anyway. But um, crazy emo chick, white girl. Um, I know I just gave out more hints, but please, I mean Megan, you're out there. Uh, she, um, her mom said, hey, you know, she's gonna be in a crazy house for ten days, and uh, just want to let you know. And if you want to keep in contact, just keep emailing me and or texting me or whatever, and I'll tell her everything you say because we're gonna visit her every day. I'm like, oh, okay. So anyway, she gets out, um, you know, 10 days later, like they said, and she calls me and was like, hey, actually, no, she was more like, hey, I'm like, hey, what's going on? And I was like, I, you know, whatever, I called her baby or whatever, fuck. And, <coughs> sorry, guys. And she just kind of started taking it out on me and blaming me for the reason I was in, that she was in there. I'm like, 
I don't I don't know what made me do this. I don't know how I got this maturity to do this. Because I'm not I'm I'm really not this kind of person just like cut people off that quickly. But I just said, all right, fucking goodbye. And I never talked to her. I mean, I tried to reach out to her again, but I think that was just kind of like a sexual thing. And, you know, guys or girls don't probably understand this, but sometimes guys go back to their Rolodex of people that they've been with. And it's like, hey, I'm in the mood year round. Not saying it's a good thing, but it happens. Um, Sorry, guys. I, uh, I had a bad cough, and I didn't want to just keep coughing in your ear. Um, so, where was I? Um, but yeah, so I just I just completely cut her off. And I know I was going somewhere with what I was saying, as far as... Uh, oh, yeah, going through our roller decks of... Some of the weird things we do to try to get girls back and all that bullshit. Um, you know, and then so like the next relationship. Again, nice girl. Um, you know, I'll be honest, like she was a much heavier girl. I wasn't really into her. And I'm, I'm only saying this for for kind of the what the ending ends up being. But telling you for the, you know, it's for a reason. Um, you know, and but I, I, again, I didn't judge anybody. I gave everyone a chance. Um, and she, she, again, she was a nice girl, whatever. Uh, but her mom was just, you know, basically a couple years away from being on a, one of those, uh, talking out of the box cause she smoked so much and her sister was like mentally challenged and, you know, they lived in a trailer park and they had like, I don't know how many, and at least like seven or eight. Um, but I actually had a lot of fun. Um, it was like one of the nicest trailer parks I've ever seen though. Because though they lived in a trailer park, the area around it was like really nice. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what that was about. It was somewhere in Jersey, I think. Um, but yeah, so you know, I actually had a lot of fun because they went places. They did things like they would. They sometimes they would just go. It's like eleven o'clock, and they're like, "Yeah, let's go to the grocery store." I loved that. It's like, yes, please, let's do that. Um, um, and like, you know, her sister with her mentally challenged problems, like she had an iPod that like broke, I fixed it for her. Like I did, I did a lot, like I, I helped around the house and helped, you know, they always cooked all the time and, you know, helped stuff, you know, help just fix things and just, it was just, I had a good time. I felt like a person, uh, but you know, she turned on me and at that point where, as you know, when I brought up what she looked like, not that she was an ugly person, she had a very pretty face and whatever. But, you know, she started treating me like crap. And I'm like, in the stand, I could do better. Now, again, whether that was true or not, it was my way of saying, hey, you know, back off. Don't treat me like that because I've never judged you. I've always treated you the same. I know, but let's see. He's, he always has to make his appearance. Sorry guys, just checking because I'm waiting for a package. A new pair of uh, red Timberlands. My old one's kind of faded, so I'm getting a new pair. Um, anyway, so yeah, she she wasn't a bad person, but she tried to treat me like I was just some asshole that she just met, and I'm like, all right, 
goodbye to you too. Um, I'm not going to be treated that way. Um, you know, and even the one after, like, she was okay. But, <clears throat> you know, started using me for money type of thing. You know, I'd buy her stuff and she would just weren't, wasn't grateful at all. And that's the thing. I was like, wasn't just trying to buy their love or any of that. I was just jumping into things too fast. Um, you know, of course, there's the sex angle. There's the, I don't know, like, I just wanted to be loved. And so I just kept trying all these different relationships. Uh, you know, and I think I kind of talked about it a little bit on the Lori episode, but Lori was alive through some of these relationships. And I remember the one I was just talking about, uh, the one that lived in the trailer park. Lori was on Facebook and she wrote a post saying like, oh, I want to die, you know, or whatever it was. I'm lonely or something. Yeah, she, that's what it was. She was like, oh, I'm really lonely and depressed and blah, blah. And I saw that. And I'm right next to her mom and her, the girl. And I'm like, well, I got to make a call. So I call Lori. And I'm talking to Lori, my friend who's a girl who does want to date me. But, you know, I'm happy where I'm at, at least at that point. And I'm, I'm putting all that at risk just to make sure my friend's okay. And so, like, you know, the Lori angle was very interesting because she she really did play a part in some of those relationships where she wanted she was trying to sabotage them. And that was what she really was trying to do. And, and I'm not trying to run Lori down. I, I get why she was doing it. But I was just so dumbfounded. I was just trying to be a friend. And I really caught on to what she was doing. I'm like, oof. Um, but I would get shit from those girls. Like, hey, why are you, what are you doing? Especially when their moms and shit were around. I was like, oof. You, you can't be doing that. Um, no, then there was this cute black and half black, half Puerto Rican chick. Um, took me to the ghetto. Ain't nothing wrong with it. But it was like, you know, I've been in some areas and all. But it's also been a while since I had been in those areas. But this one was, I, I don't, I couldn't remember where it is because it's so long ago. But we went to her house, and her family was really nice. I guess her mom was married or dated, been dating with this white guy or whatever. So she had this white side of her family and her Spanish side. I don't think she had much to do with the black side of her family, as far as I remember. And, you know, we hung out, and her family really liked me, and I liked them. Um, you know, I was really into her and whatever. And so we, I finally went to her house and met all everyone. It was cool, but then there was a guy just slapping his girlfriend outside the house. Um... You know, she she had this pit bull that she shared with her ex boyfriend. And again, you could you can throw up red flag and say you should have seen this, should have seen that. But I was just again, I just wanted to be happy and be with somebody and loved and all that. And <coughs> sorry, I just got this tickle in my throat and I don't know why. Um, sorry guys, I apologize. So. She had this dog that she shared with her ex, and but he lived like I don't know, I don't know how, maybe a mile away or something. So we walked over to walk the dog. Now this is the middle of the night. We're walking through these sketchy areas, which, by the way, people go, "Oh, sketchy, why?" Hmm. Uh, there was a dead body early in the day that we drove by, uh, probably two or three blocks over, and yeah. Cops were everywhere, and, you know, the yellow tape and all that. So, yeah, that kind of sketchy. 
Uh, but we were going through all these neighborhoods, and there's just big dogs barking. There's glass broken everywhere, you know, diapers and just shit all over the place. Um, I guess pun intended. And, um, you know, we, we walk the dog, but there's just guys hollering. You know, again, I'm just this little naive white kid. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to get jumped or something. Everything went okay. But, you know, I was kind of scared. I didn't really know what to do. Um and then you know, and I wore nice sneakers and and shit that people would envy me of having, and it's like, ugh. But everything went okay, but it was just like this whole new experience. Um, but when it came down to it, that none of that was the problem. It was, I was with a girl, especially that day, was talking to another guy. Um. And, you know, she'd end up cheating on me, and it was like, oof. And I remember being really sad. I remember actually calling Lori for that, and she kind of consoled me, and I got over it pretty quickly. But I started to learn it about myself, because the cheating <coughs> and the just just the disappointment and the constant just re- the objection, all these things that were happening, I started to become a little more used to it. So I might have cried a little bit. And I was sad, but it lasted maybe two days tops, and I was over it. So I didn't care. I was I was getting over it very very quickly, um, and then that's a good thing. So you know again, but then you become really numb, and that's where you kind of get to now. Um, you know, there was this Puerto Rican chick that I was with, and she was awesome. When we were together, but I think it was just a sexual thing, you know, now in hindsight. But at the time, I was like, well, I was really into her, and, but I don't know why I was into her. Because when I think about it, the first couple times trying to spend time with her, she just kept blowing me off and making up excuses. And I would sit there, there's this, like, drugstore right outside my house. Well, not right outside my house, but, like, a block away, but a really short block. And I waited out there, and the cold wind's blowing right outside this, like, drugstore. And just standing out there, waiting for hours didn't come two or three times I did that feeling stupid so when the third time when she finally came it was like holy shit um and it, it, it just again that's also been a theme of part of my life of just this constant uh disappointment but also people telling you they're gonna do something but they don't do it you know it goes back to when I told you about that lady oh man now they're cutting grass out there what the hell uh, it goes back to that lady that was uh, doing my mom's taxes. Excuse me. And she told me she was going to take me out for ice cream. And I was like, I don't know, six years old or whatever. And she didn't do it. And I always remembered that because that was my first time of really, you know, remembering like someone who said they were going to do something and they didn't do it. Um, so, you know, and again, so a lot of these girls, like I really was into, there was this one girl I was like super, super into a name Mandy. Um, she was a fun girl. Uh, she might've been a little too young. I mean, I was 21. She was like 17, which, you know, I know some people say, well, she's underage or whatever. <laughs> we're not going to get into that. Um, and not only was I 21, again, I was, I was a little immature. Not crazy. I was way better than I was when I was 16. Wetting my beak again. With my brisk. 
And, you know, I had fun with her, super attracted to her. And, you know, we were together and we spent the whole weekend together one time. And, you know, whatever. We had sex and all that. And we enjoyed being each around each other. And we just goofy. Because I'm a very goofy person when I'm, like, get to know someone. And someone who can match that. You know, it's it's just kind of like a turn on. It's, it's something that draws me to them. And she, we were. I was really into her, and I still kind of have feelings for that girl. Like I do care about her, not in a way like oh I'm in love with her, but just you know I I you know she blocked me away from out of everything, and I don't know what happened to her, and I hope she's okay. <clears throat> I mean, goes for all these people, but especially her. Um, but how that ended was, you know, we we talked for years. I hung out and so on, off and on, and she called me one time and said, uh, you know, I think I might be pregnant because I didn't have my period. And I freaked. And I think this was the first time, because I told you guys, some of the, my anxiety problems stem from, uh, you know, either having bed bugs, an STD, or pregnancy. That's where the pregnancy one came from. The bed bugs one is, you know, very uh, simplistic to figure out. And the... Uh, you know, and the STDs, same thing. Just also the classes that people would come to my school and say, hey, you know, if you get this and this, you know, this will fall off and that will happen. And so you put all three of those together and that's what would ruin my experiences in being with a girl. <clears throat> and, you know, and again, I wasn't hip to the idea of some of the, the games that girls play. Uh, and my mom said, hey, it's probably not even true. And two, my mom was kind of evil. She was just like, why don't you just tell her you can't have kids because we don't even know if you can have kids because of the disease you went through. And I'm like, yeah, but we don't know that. We'll just say it. So anyway, I say it, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour, go by tops. She calls me and says, oh, I got my period, and um, okay, we're good. And yeah, come to find out, she was just trying to trap me. And... You know, once she wanted attention, there was a lot of things that went into it. But it, yeah, it's like there's these games that girls play. I guess guys play their own games too. So don't I don't want to hate male for women, even though a lot of my most of my audience is women. I get it. I'm I love you, ladies. I do. Um, but she, you know, she played that game, and 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 that that also plays a part of why I don't trust people. Not just that. I mean, it's just. It, you add to it more and more and more. Um, you know, I remember when the, when the you know the, the term catfishing came into play. There was a girl that I just was like messaging or whatever, and she was this pretty white girl, and I'm like, ooh, whatever. And but we would talk on the phone, and she didn't sound like a pretty white girl. Again, ooh, what do they both feel like? Yeah, don't give me that. Um, so. I remember being at Macy's going to buy an outfit because we were going to hang out. But again, this is why I was young, dumb, and just naive. So she call, she texts me and says, hey, this is what I really look like. And she was this big, heavy-set black chick. I was not attracted to her at all. No, not because she was black. Um, but she was a really big girl, like big beyond big. Um, just not even trying to take care of herself. And beyond that, she lied, and that's like a no-no for me. Um... And just so many things clicked in my head. And it was like, do, 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 do. Oh, of course that's what she looks like. Um, 
and, and and it's just again like those little things and that was the only time that ever that ever came to play in my life the catfishing thing um you know of course you got all this now where you know again because like people wonder like dating sites dating sites are the only reason i got laid at all or the only reason i ever had a relationship other than the first relationship um they're the only reason why i've ever spent time with a girl the only reason like but i hate them because, like, especially uh, an app like Tinder or Bumble, but especially Tinder. Tinder is mainly for hooking up. The idea of Tinder, if people don't know, if you're happy, good for you, and you're with somebody, like I said, congratulations. Don't ever break up. Just don't avoid this horrible pit of death that is the dating world. But um, Tinder and Bumble, Bumble, they're basically the same thing. Tinder's more for hooking up, whereas if you swipe right... That means you're interested. You swipe no if you're not interested. And you could have as many pictures. You could have one. But all they need to do is click on one. They only need to see one picture. And a lot of them just go, next. Nope. On to the next fucking thing. And that's, it's so shallow. Um, And again, the only way you can even talk to each other is if you both swipe right on each other. So you're just going to have a lot of downtime where no one's going to talk to you unless you're this hunky, good-looking person. And I'm not saying I'm the world's ugliest person. I'm okay-looking. But unless you add filters and do all the shit that they're doing now, you really like, and I'm just not a fake person. I just rather just be me. And if people don't like me, people don't like me. And I know my eyes and all that kind of throw people off. And, you know, I get judged all the time. It sucks. But, you know, and it makes you feel really horrible things towards yourself. Um, And then Bumble is the same thing, except when you both like each other. You can't message her first until she messages you. It kind of puts the onus on her because a lot of times guys always make the first move. Um, but yeah, it, it 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 just there's a lot of little there's no workarounds. There's just this nonsensical way of making it harder for people to talk to you. Um, whereas a lot of apps like like Plenty of Fish or OkCupid, and I don't mind mentioning them because I'm not really crapping on the apps per se. It's the people that are on them that ruin them. I remember having a therapist. She was, you know, she was so naive, and it's part of the reason why I had to get rid of her because she was such a nice lady, uh, nice like older white lady. And she was just like, "Well, that's great, but you know, that's you know that sucks. But can you just go to a site where there's nicer people?" It's like, ma'am, every site starts off with good intent until somebody sends a dick picture or or whatever. You know, something always changes everything. Um, and there are people out here that are looking for love and, 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 you know, camaraderie and all that, but you can't get it because there's so much garbage in the middle of it. There's so many people that are just on there because they're horny or because they're, uh, whatever. They're trying to get money or drugs. I mean, there's so many aspects that a lot of people don't really know how dark the dating world really is. Um, because it's, it's like... And there's so many scams with all these cam model bullshits, and and there, there's a lot. And I know too much about it, and it it it, it angers me. <laughs> and um, you know, and, and it's just you go on them, and you're constantly talking to these people, and you get some bites, and you get some numbers, and you know, like the ghosting thing that I was talking about. You know, ghosting, if you don't know, means. Let's just say you're talking to them, and then I don't know where they just stop talking to you. They just disappear like a ghost. They block you. Maybe they then block you, but they just aren't going to respond. Um, 
or some people will say left and unread or whatever. It, it's it's terrible because you get left, you know, you don't have any, um, you know, there's, there's, you're just left feeling empty and you don't have, there's just information that you're trying to search for that you can't get because they won't give it to you. You can, and then you feel like you're the stalker clingy person because you're like, Hey, I, I just want to know if you're okay. Like, are you all right? Or blah, blah, blah. Like, and they, you just don't do it. And I, this happened hundreds of times. And a lot of them don't really matter that much. Some of them are just like, well, fuck it, I don't, I don't want to talk to you anymore anyway. But it's just, people are so tough now. That's another thing, like, especially on the internet. Like all this trolling and all that. People are afraid to really say how they really feel. They love talking or texting or sending shitty emojis and all that behind their screen. But they don't really, they don't can't back it up in person. So they hide behind the screen. Um, and when it comes to... Uh, I just lost my train of thought. Because I was going to say something. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, people are just... They try this fake ass... Oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, one of my things is like, I love talking on the phone. I like hearing a person's voice. And girls will say, yeah, but I'd rather talk to you in person. It's like, well, no shit. But right now, we can't do that. So can we not just text all day? And it also tires my eyes. And I, you get a lot of girls saying like, oh, okay, but, you know, like I've, I've, just, I've had a few girls where I'm like, can we, my eyes are kind of bothering me. Can we just talk on the phone? Oh, well, I'll just let you go to sleep then. Or I'll just leave you alone. It's like, no, I'm not saying I want to leave you alone. I just want to keep talking to you. Like the persistency of, like, can't you understand what I'm going through and then, you just want to just kind of compromise but so many of these people are so boring and they have nothing to offer but they like to think they are because they you know they put pictures of them you know with a bathing suit on and they're in a pool and oh you know they're petting a dolphin or whatever the fuck like they're doing you know someone's on a horse or all this shit and it's just all this hokey nonsense and now with all these filters and shit we don't even know half of what they look like uh, what they're actually doing as if they're not like Photoshop type of pictures, things are in there. There's so many tricks to make the girl look a little different. If you, you know, they shoot it a little closer. It, it, it's, it's crazy how many actual scams that go on in these things. Um, you know, but like I said, I, I try to push, I try to keep it moving. I try to push it through. Uh, one of the other scams that I went through recently, um, about a, no, a couple years ago now. Uh, a couple people know this story, but there was a girl who <laughs> we started talking and she kept kind of blowing me off. And I'm like, look, are we going to hang out or not? Because if we're not, I don't want to keep doing this. And she's like, well, and then she finally told me the reason why we weren't hanging out. I guess the doctors told her that she was going to die the next six months to a year. You know, I'd already met her. She has a really, you know, I don't like kids, but she had this pretty little like one or two year old and we bonded and we hung out at like a laundromat. She had to do her laundry. And I just kind of watched her daughter and she kind of walked around and held on to me. And I, I, we bonded. It was great. Um, and so she told me, that, yeah, she was going to die soon. And I was super sad for her, even to the point where like I told a lot of my friends this. Like I had an epiphany that night. Like I literally thought I was just going to call and text everybody, tell them all I love them so much because we're not promised another day and all that. And again, I, I didn't do it, but I try to tell my friends that anyway. But, you know, she was faking it. How do I know this? I talked to her recently, like a month or two ago. 
saw her on Facebook, I think, and she's married and, and all that. And I think she was pregnant again, and like she, she's fine. Nothing's wrong with her. And yeah, she's full of shit. It's like, yeah, people are faking their death now, guys. You know, back in the uh, AOL chat days, um, I remember, actually, I should say this, me and Nano used to do it. We, we would go on the AOL chat, uh, you know, try to talk to girls and all that nonsense. Sometimes you would pretend you were a lesbian, and then you would you end up finding out you're not only you the guy, they're a guy, too. Like, people, like, you're, you were, like, 13. Like, you're just these dumb little kids that are just like, ooh, ooh, look, we're doing something fun and cool. And then, but the one thing that mainly people lied about back then was their age. And the age is, that's old hat. No one lies. They, people lie about everything now. How they look, how they, what they weigh, what their job profession is, how much money they make, you know, everything. Um, and if they're dying or not, which is like, ridiculous. Um, again, like I said, I try to understand every aspect of all these people. And it's like, I try to do, I try to understand and try to give a shit. Um, there's a girl I was spending time with about a year and a half ago named Brittany. She was, you know, very attractive girl. She has two daughters and I love them. They're great. Like I said, I don't like kids really. I don't understand the appeal of kids. I don't think, I think kids are gross for the most part. Sorry guys. I don't know. I don't, I don't have a problem with them really, but I just, I don't understand the appeal. Like you show me a kitten or a puppy or whatever, some really cute animal. I go, oh, look at it. And I lose my shit. Kids? It's like 20% of them are cute. Uh, so, you know, I, but I met them, and they were great, and they were super friendly, and we got along, and, um, you know, I'd read to them. And just, and, you know, she, she was, you know, I'd try to help her out to get an apartment and um, help her with her job and all these different things. And while she would fill out stuff, I would watch the kids, and I'd do, I would do stuff that I would never do. And then she just ghosted me, disappeared. Uh, once in a while, I, I kind of try to reach out to her, and she may say hi or whatever, and then disappear again. You know, give me some bullshit signs of like, yeah, we do miss you and all that. But it's like, I feel bad because the kids really, once in a while, still ask about me. And I feel like I, I was really into her. Um, but I just want to know that the girls are okay, you know. But I, I it sucks. I, You know, like I said, it, it, this shit kind of stuff kind of scars you. It makes you, it, it, it really messes up your self-esteem and your self-worth. And if I'm bumping this mic, guys, I'm sorry. I'm trying to scroll through my list of things I have to remember because I'm actually redoing this episode. Um, but, you know, look, I, I think dating as a whole is rough for anybody. Um, but for me, I, I it's just been this long journey. And no, I won't take any of it back. And I think... Uh, think it made me who I am part of who I am and but it's also made it hard for me to connect you know even Rachel I'm talking to now you know, I care about her. she's a great girl um, I also love her family because you know I know her whole family and I'm trying to be respectful but I also don't know what I want right now I'm also like emotionally just all over the place uh, whether it's with the podcast stuff that I'm invested in or work stuff or just emotionally I'm up and down how I feel and I don't want to take that out on anybody especially someone I like and I don't know how to express that to everyone um, and that's why a lot of times I stay to myself because I don't know how to fix that kind of shit 
I, I mean, sometimes, but I usually I just I try to just let it unravel and figure its way out. At some point, I'll it'll come to me. But you know, it it's hard to explain to everybody like all the things that I've gone through, and that's why this podcast has been so fun. Um, you know, and, and I think you know, I think dating has just it's been this tug of war of me trying to get you know I've always wanted you know people have their fantasies and, and the things that they want in life like oh you know I really just want a million dollars or be famous or supermodel wife or I, I just want to be happy and be with somebody and, and I hate spending nights alone and you know I just want to be happy legitimately that's really what I want and you know I don't know if I'll ever have it Maybe, but it, it's yeah, it's super frustrating, um, and I don't I don't I don't know how to keep pursuing it. You know, I guess I just gotta let things come to me. Um, you know, we all have urges, we all have things we want. Um, you know, but it, the problem is a lot of times when you pursue those things, you also make the same mistakes you've been making forever. <laughs> Um, but I mean, and that, these are just some stories that I've told you over the last couple of years, you know, over the last, whatever, how long I've been dating, 14 years, is that, no, 18 years, okay, 18 years, but a lot of, you know, there was some years I didn't have anyone, uh, at all, um, you have a lot of dry spots, and there's a lot of people that just, you know, you message them on a dating site, you say, hey, how you doing, and, and, you get blocked for no reason, um, or you read their whole profile, and you like you realize they're basically talking about you what they want, and then you message them, and then you go back on there, and it says, "Oh, you were viewed by so and so," and then you go to click on them again, and it says, "Oh, you've been blocked," and it's like, "What in the hell did I do? Nothing, like absolutely nothing. You didn't do anything, but you take it out on yourself, and you go, this is because I'm ugly, this is because my eyes are broken.'" Uh, I'm too skinny, I'm too this, you know, there was a girl that, like, we literally, I was so into her, and she was really into me, and we just texted and flirted, and just, we were really into each other, and then we hung out, and she just was like, oh, you're a little skinnier in person than I thought you were, and I don't know, I don't know why you're being so affectionate, it's like, well, when you said you were gonna see me, you were gonna be all over me, and blah, 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 and, and, oh, things are different now, and, I don't get it. I'm the same damn person. Why aren't people the same? I don't pretend to be anything. Um, and again, I've, I've had a lot of decent people in my life and relationships. You know, I, I, like I said, Lori came from the dating world. And uh, my friend Roxy, who I loved to death, like we bonded instantly and we just became really good friends. And she ended up finding another guy. And I'm super happy for her. Um, you know, I tease her all the time. She teases me, but I'm, I'm genuinely just happy for her and just want her to be with somebody and because that's what she deserves. Um, I have no intentions on just messing it up for her because I just want her to just be as happy as she can possibly be, especially going through all the things she's going through currently. Um, and I hope to have her on soon as well. Um, but yeah, she, or he, um, you know, and I told you about that Brie girl, like, she was through that, and so I made some good friends through it, 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 it I really have, 
Um, and it's giving me experiences and, you know, I can't complain too much because a lot of people that don't have the opportunities that I had, but I also, and, and still continue to have, but I, I fight for it, man. But every time you fight, like I said, it's the quicksand theory. Like every time, the more you struggle, the deeper you sink. Because as many times as I've had, you know, where you push for it and you wait for so long and then you finally do it. And then it's like, you know, even with like, oh, sleep with somebody or spending time with them. Then I worry about the bed bugs and STDs and all that. So there goes that experience. And then they disappear out of nowhere. And now I just wasted a, a month or two or whatever. And you just, all these things run through your head. Um, so it, it's, look, you have to go out there. You got to pursue it if it's something you want. Look, if you're just out there trying to get laid, tell the people that's what you're looking for. Because there's plenty of that out here. Don't tell people that you're looking for love or you're looking for something serious. Tell them what you want. There's nothing wrong with that. Be you. Do what you want. Just be honest. And that's what I've tried to do my whole dating career. Um, so, yeah, guys, like I said, I, I, I don't know if this was interesting. Like I said, the dating stuff has been very hard on me. It's part of it's another big part of my depression. Um, I'm kind of scarred, and it's it's hard for me to, you know, because I talk about when I get touched by in school and all that. That never affected me in this when it comes to this, you know, being physical with someone or whatever. Um, but is there something else down that's keeping like you know all these things are relative and they all eventually impact in one way or another. So maybe they do affect me. I I don't know what is and what isn't. Um, so I'm just tired, guys. It's just, you know, we all want to be happy, and I don't know how to be fucking happy. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I really am. I mean, the podcast helps and all that. Um, you know, again, guys, like, subscribe, and comment. Five stars, you know, all that crap. But that stuff helps, and, and I love the support I get, and there's people that reach out, and, and, you know, I, there's people going through tougher lives than me, and I gotta try to be grateful, um, even if I spend most nights alone or, you know, through my long journey or whatever, you know, I still, that's one reason why I got bullet right away after Diva died because I knew I didn't want to be alone, you know, and he's here and he's great. I love him. He's a good boy. Um, so yeah, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I, I, I don't know if it was good. I just telling you how I feel. The dating world sucks. You know, if you're out there, you're happy. Like someone like Sue Ellen who's with Mike, I'm just so happy for her because she don't ever want to come back out in this shitty world. You know, they're a perfect couple together. You know, and then, you know, same with my cousin Nano. He's got his wife. and I'm happy for people who have it. I mean, I have my jealousies and I have my just, you know, things I want and wish I had and certain things. But, you know, in general, I'm okay. I'll be all right. So before I end, I have two things I just wanted to give you. Uh, well, one and up one. I wanted to give you the origin of the hootie hoo. Uh, I just do that, and then people were like, "Well, why? Why does he make that dumb noise?" Uh, it's it's not like it's some magical story, uh, but I just like to break the fourth wall of everything. Uh, hootie hoo came from work, where I just random like I'm uh, you know I'm just a super weird person. If you haven't found out already, or if you you know if you know me and you're my personal life, you probably know this already. But for the ones that don't know me or ones that, you know, completely don't know me as far as, you know, you're from some other place that I never met. Um, yeah, I'm very, very weird. Um, 
And, you know, maybe I'll go into that one day of some of the weird things I do and like and so on. But as far as the Who Do You, I just started doing it like when it's, that was like my intro music of when I would come into the building and I'd go, Hoody Who. And that was just what I did. Not not for anyone else's enjoyment, just for my own. Yeah. So, Origin of the Hoody Who. There you go. Maybe that'd be the title of the episode. Um, and one other thing is, uh, I kind of messed up last week's episode a little bit. I messed up the intro. Uh, I actually put the wrong one in. It was a, it was a, I kind of, I do a lot of my recording off of the, um, what do you call it? Uh, the voice memo is on my iPhone and I, I clicked, I grabbed the wrong audio file. So I put the wrong one in and I started talking about not doing, never drinking or not, never smoking and all that. And I just kind of cut off and then went into the interview so I just wanted to finish that off because that's not what was supposed to be in there. But I will tell you guys, yes, I've never smoked a cigarette or smoked weed. I've never done any kind of crack or, you know, heroin or anything. I mean, I've had enough needles. That's one of the reasons why I don't have tattoos or, you know, don't like sticking anything in my arm that's not supposed to be in there. Unless it's some kind of IV or something that a doctor or nurse does. Um, but as far as uh, alcohol, just I don't like anything. Everybody, especially Noah, is always trying to prove me wrong. Like, oh, I'm going to find something. And he never does, but he will. I, I, I have faith in him. But I, I don't really want him to because I'm having a very addictive personality and I'll probably just be a drunk. So let's not do that. Uh, but I'll still, I'm, I'm down to try whatever. Uh, you know, and so it's just like, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, that helps me to have a clearer head. But then there's just a lot of room for all my demons to just run around and just tell me how much of I'm a shitty, ugly person. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, so I don't think I need alcohol and drugs because it would just make it worse. Even though I am down to try an ecstasy or mushrooms or something that just makes me just like j completely enter a new reality. Uh, I'm all for that. Just just as a one-time thing, let me just try it. You know, I always say one day I'll just try some kind of like weed, like edible cookies or something. Something that'll just completely mess me up. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've never done anything. Uh, as far as cigarettes, I think are just gross. I don't understand why you people do those. Uh, alcohol, just eh, no thanks. Um, I always like the non-alcoholic substitutes like if you have wine coolers i'd rather drink like kool-aid or gatorade or whatever you want to say is the equivalent and um you know like daiquiris i'd rather have like a real fruit smoothie like just what i rather you know long island iced tea or mike's hard lemonade they don't even taste like those things mike's hard lemonade tastes like piss i don't want that give me lemonade fresh homemade lemonade um but yeah so there's just another, uh, I'm bringing back the curtain just a little bit more. Um, thanks guys again. And, um, yeah, I'll see you guys on episode 17 and guess I'm out. Thanks guys. Bye.